Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. I'm back. The OG of Jets podcasting and vlogging is back. Just when I thought I was out, they pulled me back in. This is There's Always Next Year with Brian Bassett. I'm back. The real me. Let's not, not make a whole thing of it. And his co-hosts, Chef Travis Milton. Today we're going to be making the students my tasty baked ziti with basil and fresh mozzarella. And Josh Conrad. Oh, my brother, testify. On Play Like a Jet Digital. Welcome back to There's Always Next Year. I'm your host, Brian Bassett. You can follow me on Twitter at Brian underscore Bassett. And with me are Josh Conrad, who you can find on Twitter, Josh underscore Conrad, and Travis Milton, who you can also find on Twitter at Dash 37 Board 27. Gentlemen, the Jets emerged victorious from Denver uh, after the scene of the crime last year where Brees Hall uh, was injured and was knocked out for the rest of the season. The Jets go back. They get uh, a, a little bit of revenge against the current regime, Sean Payton, and the, the he was throwing at Nathaniel Hackett. Not the uh, not the prettiest game, an ugly game, uh, but they got out of there with a win. What was one of the most encouraging notes that you would you're taking away from that game? We have, there's a lot of things that are worrisome, but let's talk about the encouraging things first. Yeah, I think I think before, and I know we're going to get into some of the offensive line injuries and maybe updates, whatever. But um, prior to those injuries, felt like we we were finding our identity. I think by by week five, week six in an NFL season, you want to start to get a sense of, hey, who are we as a team? What what's our, you know, what what's our full team identity? Um, felt like you know, short of a few of the. Russell Vick, Russell Cunningham. Oh, sorry, Russell Wilson <laughs> runs in the first <laughs> half. Uh, that the identity felt really strongly um, defensive run the ball, and so I felt like um, we're leaving that game with man. We are we are a running offense. That is where our bread is buttered. Felt like we found that identity a little bit um, over the last two weeks. Just saw this before we started taping um, with plays that include some motion. Um, Jets over the last couple weeks, um, far and away leading the league in yards per carry in those situations with, with pre-snap motion, like seven and a half yards per, per play call, things like that. Um, we are finding our identity as a running football team. Um, Brees looks like he's a hundred percent healthy now. 
Um, obviously, a lot of that's going to be dependent on the O-line health ahead of him. But I was really encouraged by that, that we we are settling into what we're asking Zach to do. And we're just going to run the ball, you know, 66 to 70 percent um, and throw the ball and limit limit Zach's exposure um, in some of those crushing crushing interceptions that he is prone to make. So um, felt really, really good about our running game prior to those O-line injuries. Um, I mean, one of the biggest things for me is our, our career 55% passer rating quarterback has a, uh, first or, uh, not, uh, passer rating, but, uh, uh, completion percentage. Completion percentage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He, he's, he's, he's at a 72 over the past two games. I think that that is very encouraging and, uh, very much speaks to what we all talked about the past couple of weeks of him turning, turning that corner and getting some comfort in in this system and it moving into more of a a hybrid of of the green bay system that that hackett played uh or the hackett you know used to call in green bay um that combined with the linebackers uh linebackers to me are shining bright like a fucking diamond um (laughs) especially my boy quincy williams like i he is yes he is destroying it this year he got paid and you know, I, I've, I've loved Quincy for forever. I've always been skeptical because, you know, typically it's, it's boom or bust with him, but like this year it seems to be all boom. And he is, uh, he is just destroying people on the field and, uh, seeing that was, was super cool. And my boy Bryce Hall got, he got to start a game and oh, he, uh, yes. he picked up a touchdown for the win. Um, sure didn't did. play, didn't play bad. Yeah. He, uh, I thought he played pretty well. He had a, the uh, the issue on the two point conversion, uh, the holding call, but outside of that, I thought he played pretty well. The first half, the defense as a whole played pretty dog shitty, but uh, that's that's for a different conversation. But yeah, um, definitely some positives in the game for me. Yeah, I, I like that too. Your call out of of um, of Hall, uh, Bryce Hall, and and we can we said this a couple of years ago on this podcast where we would talk about how. You know, the team was trash, right? It's really bad. Yeah. Um, and they had all these players, um, you know, Nazrul Dean and, you know, like all, all those guys and and the whole point. And like Jason Pinnock, who had, yeah. who had a 102-yard return yesterday. Uh, but, like, they had all these guys on the roster. And one, the one thing that I was holding to in that time is, yeah, these guys are not necessarily going to be the starters forever on this team, but if they can hold on to them in a depth, you know, situation, yeah. like it makes them that much stronger. And so, yes, yeah, seeing Paul, a former starter, uh, have to, you know, next man up it when, uh, when DJ Reed was out and, uh, you know, like it, it, it was very encouraging me, me to see, okay, yeah, like this is not the Eagles or whatever, but at the same time, he can hold his own in this spot. And yeah, to me, that was one of the, the brightest spots. I think the second half was starkly different than what we saw in the first oh, yeah. half. It was kind of reminding me of the Chiefs game in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, but like the big thing was like the secondary was unbelievable. I mean, I can't, I don't have it up in front of me. I'll, I'll go grab it. But, you know, I mean, Jerry Judy was a non-factor. Cortland Sutton was largely a non-factor in this game. Marvin Mims, who's having you know a hell of a rookie campaign, you know, had some some seriously uh, impactful in a bad way, you know, plays. 
And so, so the way in which the secondary took care of, you know, some talented players, I mean, I, I don't think Jerry Judy is, is what he was uh, advertised to be coming into the league, but like these, these are not untalented players. Um, so to see what they did to that, uh, to that receiving core was impressive. And then, yeah, to think, you know, you think about, you know, the, the amount of pressure that the, the defensive line, the defensive front was able, able to put on the team. Yeah. How encouraging um, to see that. And, you know, the way the game ends where they kind of knock the ball out of uh, you know, Russell Wilson's hands, um, you know, great play. And, and then, yeah, Bryce Hall, I mean, Bryce, yeah, Brees Hall, <laughs> getting all messed up now. Uh, Brees Hall, you know, who had what, 170 something yards, something like that. Um, mm-hmm. you know, and, you know, and, you know, the play that basically blanketed over the sins of the first half of the end of the first half, we'll get to that in a second, you know, that, that, you know, long run where, you know, at the end of the play, you know, my daughter was in the room when that happened and she says like, why is he slowing down? And my answer was like, because he can, like, he doesn't need to run full speed in the end zone. Uh, there's no one near him. Um, and so, yeah, so to have that kind of a player and to see that, you know, they have confidence in, um, you know, giving him the ball. Yeah. Very encouraging. And that is a, that is a big help to, you know, to young, young Zach Wilson, what one would think having a player that any team they're going to go up against the rest of the season, they're just going to have to respect him. All right, Josh. Now, what are some of the things that were worrisome to you in this game? There's, there was a few, so, you know, take your pick. Leave some of them for us, I, but, uh, but yeah, we'll, we'll get them all. I'll leave a little. I'll leave a little meat on the bone. Uh, take it Thank home, you. baby. You got a stew going. Um, I uh, I've I, said that eight <laughs> times today. Seriously, it's such a seriously, good dude. I am such a good. I am, one of my line coaches was talking about how much he likes stew, and I, I just keep on saying, "And take that one home. Uh, you got some stew going." And then my um, my, my stew chef keeps coming around the corner, and he's like, "I think I want my money back." <laughs> uh, oh, well, in the into the pot, into the pot of our of our complaints too. Um, I'm gonna. It's a little. It's a little bit niche. Uh, the the first half. Um, I I just. Can we? Can our defense learn how to how to how to how to guard a, a screen pass? Can we? Can we learn how yeah, to defend against a screen nice. pass? Please. Um, it feels so disruptive that like every time they line up a screen pass, you just felt like with a third string running back that it's going to go for 40 yards. It just kept happening over and over and over again. Um, that defense was just getting gashed on those plays. And then, um, yeah, any time as well. I mean, we saw it obviously with the big Patrick Mahomes runs in the fourth quarter last week, but that same feeling of man, defensive coverage is amazing and we're getting some pressure and a quarterback just goes straight forward in the pocket. No one, um, you know, no one is, is, is just one-on-one, you know, kind of shadowing him and he goes off for a 30 yard run again. And so those two, those two specific play calls or those two specific, um, things defensively seem like they're a problem for us defending screen passes and then defeat defending against a quarterback scramble. But hopefully that's in the mix because we're coming up to some very mobile quarterbacks on the schedule. Um, mm-hmm. and it's going to be really important for us to learn how to defend those or we're going to continue to see those big, big chunks of yards. Uh, given up by our defense. So a little bit of niche um, complaint there, but I, I left, I think, plenty of meat on the bone for you boys. Mm. For the stew. All right, Travis, go go ahead and throw something into that stew. Yeah. Uh, they, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm going to go set up a Burger King where they've got uh, free refills on, on uh, beverages. So, <laughs> Freaking Carl Weathers, man. He's so amazing. 
Everybody around here is talking about that fume gang. Jeez, yeah. water cooler buzz. Some type of something. That's my favorite one. <laughs> some type of something. I guess you could call it a new start. <laughs> All right, I think this is turning into a spinoff of an Arrested Development rewatch. Yeah, show. yeah, rewatchables. Um, the first world now rapist. I got to figure the, out somebody to call Mister. The F business now. cards alone. The business cards alone almost got me in prison. Or put, put in prison. <laughs> really good. My name oh, is Judge. <laughs> um. So hey, the, the, Franklin. Okay, I'm done. I'm done. I'm, I'm with. Uh, I'm with you. Uh, Josh, the, I don't, I don't see it getting fixed though. Uh, this has been a problem for us for, you know, two years and it's, it's all Ulbrich. It's his scheme. I mean, it's just over aggressive. It's just over aggressive defense. And like, we just, yeah. it seems like every single game, the first half of the game, we get freaking gashed by, you know, screenplays and coming out of the backfield because we're just tenfold towards the quarterback and I don't see that fixing itself. I I don't think mm. with the personnel we have and the coverage schemes that, that that we've that they've got to run, I just I don't think it's gonna fix itself. So that's that's gonna be a, a sticking point for me for the rest of the season, unfortunately, I think. Um the uh, the O line looked like shit at the beginning of the game. Um mm-hmm. they pulled it together. I mean run blocking was great. Pass blocking was a little shoddy uh, throughout penalties there was just some stupid penalties and that speaks to my biggest issue in the game fucking coaching um lack of situ- like i'm i'm sorry 12 like, men I, on the I field not, i'm mm-hmm. not somebody that 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 hates robert sala i'm not one of these people calling for his head to get fired but he has to be one of the worst situational football coaches in the league there needs to be somebody there to tell him what to do when shit's a little wonky um He's not great at it. And to speak to that, I feel like, you know, uh, Hackett played a very, very, very timid. He called a very timid red zone uh, game. The, the, the red zone play calls were, were so vanilla. It seemed like he was scared shitless of of Zach once the field got small. Um yeah, it, it coaching was my biggest issues. Like it, it was just a lot of those kind of things, a lot of of undisciplined uh, play. Too many. I think it was like nine penalties. Um, just stacking up. Uh, that's that's I I came out of the the game a little pissed about that. Well, uh, I hate to tell you this, but there is a coach on the Jets roster on the Jets uh, coaching staff. Um, who is the situational football game management coordinator, Dan Shamash. I'm not exactly sure how to say his it's name. It's not Tobias Funke? It's not Tobias Funke. It's definitely not Tobias Funke. Dan Shamash? Uh, or yeah, Shamash? Uh, Dan Shamash, or I don't know. It looks like Shamash. Um, yeah, he has <laughs> been, he's been around the league. He's worked with Shiano. He's worked with... Uh, the charger say no more working great yeah. like this dude's resume <laughs> hired fuck yeah dude i'm just Did telling they even you have to interview I'm this guy you, i mean there's a guy on the roster that his whole job is situational and game management football I'm, so like i'm, I'm telling you for there's a guy Keanu. telling robert sala what to do he's just not listening I, that, that's I'm what just i'm saying. Can, 
I'm just convinced if Sala would get one of his sons who plays Madden regularly just to stand next to him and go, go for two, pump the ball. Uh, yeah. We want to this play oh, to only the, to the sidelines, you know, side only line. to the sidelines, dad, only or, to the sidelines, or, dad, into the end zone middle of the field. Like yeah. r- throwing that ball to the hash to Uzama was like, what? Like, there's no way that ball's getting lined up again. Like, just just get one of your sons to give you two word answers the whole time, staring down at his phone, going, "Go for two, no, go for one." Like that. <laughs> that's all he needs. Or if freaking if the, if this Greg Ciano jackass. Frickin' Jack Smash or whatever. I fucking know. Uh, if this dude is so bad, how about how about you just use him as the when he tells you to do one thing, you do the absolute opposite. Mm. Mm. Use him as that guy. Psychology, little two year old, yes. little two year old situation. Ah, yes, okay. just, right. just do that because everything he's doing is terrible in that 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 realm. It's it's. It's not good. Like I, I have not gone back to look at that play, the the end of the first half play there. Um, I have. I mean, okay, okay. So help me out. So the ball goes to Uzama, as you said, on the hash. To his yep. credit, Uzama gets up immediately and is he is Uzama sprinting. Okay, like <laughs> I'm just gonna say he's Uzama sprinting. He's sprinting back to the spot to get the ball in place. The line, I don't know what they're doing. I don't know if they thought they had a timeout or something. They're they're kind of moving in the direction of getting set up. They weren't rushing. Like, they weren't exactly rushing. There was, you know, they were trailing. They were not rushing, Whiplash. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, so, so my question is, my question is, like, was there another read on that play that he should have gone to and he just dumped it off because he was going to take a sack or something? Like, what? I, Why does he go I, there? Yeah, Uzama, Uzama was – it was interesting. Like, he, it looked like the route had some options on it. He turned in, and the ball was already on him. So it did seem to me that if the ball is delivered later, after Uzama kind of gets out of his break, um, that he's probably closer to the middle of the field. The ball can line up a little bit quicker from the middle of the field than it can from the hash. Um, the line was, like you just said – not exactly hustling. Zach did not look like he understood that there's literally going to be one second. He took like an extra beat to get the snap. Everybody, it was just a, it was a fail. It was a, a failure by everybody, just institutional, you know, failure um, from the play call to the read, to the actual throw, to lining back up. That's a situation. I mean, you saw Garrett, Garrett lost his mind on the top of the of my television the way I was watching it but mm. um lost his mind couldn't understand that that guys were not getting back on the ball as quickly as possible um it just like every everybody kind of just treated it like they didn't realize in the huddle before that play hey guys we got 10 seconds if we get a completion inbounds be on it like as soon as that ball is out Zach should be running down to where the ball is going to be snapped. The ball, the the line should be running down to where the ball is going to be snapped. Just get upfield the moment I throw this ball. Um, and everybody just paused for that extra half beat. And at every little transition point, there was just, you know, two or three seconds that were lost. And so no field goal attempt, no shot at the end zone. Also, the play call should have been to the end zone or the sideline anyway. So those, those are, yeah. the, I, I just I, think everybody failed. I haven't listened to you at all. I went on to Twitter just to like watch this place six times while you were talking. And yeah, like it's like Michael Carter, the AI that yes. is Dove Kleiman, like was came up immediately. Like 
Michael Carter is open in the middle of the field, which yes. is the correct read. Now there was two guys who were close, but you put it low to the ground so that he has to like basically shoestring it. Then, you know, you're right there. You move the guys up, you snap it, you, you know, you, 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 you spike, you spike the ball. No problemo. You've got maybe two to three seconds left, but with that read, good God. And yeah, to your point, uh, Garrett Wilson is losing his ever loving shit on the, on the boundary, on the top boundary, like just it gesticulating and making all kinds of movements. Um, he was not happy. He was not happy. I'm sorry. <laughs> I wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't listening to a word you said. I was going to look up Mrs. Featherbottom quotes. <laughs> <laughs> Who wants a hot uh... banger in the mouth? <laughs> I forgot. You just say banger in the mouth. Nope, we just call it a sausage. <laughs> yep, we just call it a sausage. <laughs> uh, I love when <laughs> Mrs. Featherbottom uh, does the out the Mary Poppins and like smashes into the glass coffee table. That's like one of my That's favorite really scenes one. ever. <laughs> if I if I ever have a bad day, I just find that and just watch that on YouTube like on repeat. When we when on the on the very rare occasion I accompany my wife to a grocery store and we're looking at different items, I will just start instinctively. S- instinctively uh, singing you must always read the label and always read the label this way like up and down the aisles of a Trader Joe's that's uh, one of my favorite things to do that's why I never have to go shopping with her she does it without yeah, me because I, I say this is Featherbottom I'm from Blackstool <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay. So, um, yeah, so that was just horrible, horrible, horrible situation. Again, Brees Hall, you know, comes out of the second half and just, you know, obliterates any memory of that, of that happening. But yeah, I just don't understand that sort of thing. And, and like I was saying before we started taping, like it almost came back to bite them, right? Like, you know, the, the ball gets, you know, fumbled and we get that scoop and score. And, um, you know, so, so like it, it ends up, not mattering, but that very much could have mattered. That could, that very much could have mattered if you know when they were dead, when they were only up three, and uh, you know the um, uh, the Broncos were driving, and it looked like they were about to tie it, and then that didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but like that, that extra three points would have made all the difference. Would have made all the difference. So um, yeah, that was a little troubling. That was a little troubling. Um, all right, um, we got to talk about the offensive line. Um, I well, did we hit all the things we were worried about? Did we get through all of them? I mean, I'm worried about dying alone. You're oh, okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, we all are. <laughs> no, we all are. Really, yeah. Existential yeah. dread, but I can yeah. do it yeah. too. <laughs> I just thought um, I'd throw that out there before. <laughs> but yeah, that yeah. Uh, I'll tell you something that did not happen. Uh, Travis is not afraid of partying alone. So, um, Josh, I don't know if you know this or not, but Travis um, was in was in my. Um, adopted hometown, his old hometown of Richmond, Virginia this weekend to officiate a wedding. And the two of us got up uh, on Friday night and I'm just going to say we went to um, uh, a certain bar that many chefs seem to wind up at after shift with uh, blood and gore, you know, um, (laughs) started by, started by a kind of, Quirky, super weird, uh, death metal, whatever rock band from the eighties. You can just say uh, it. It's, it's the cheese. Yeah, you guys went to Cheesecake Factory. Yeah, we went yeah, to the Cheesecake. That's the Cheesecake. That is correct. Yeah, My we favorite type of diarrhea. Factory. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So we uh, so we went to Guar Bar and we we had a good time and um, 
and Whitney was played. I'm just saying Correct. Whitney was played. Uh, and Travis, uh, do you want to talk about what happens when Whitney comes on when you're in the bar? The the shirts are supposed to come off like that. And that you were happened, wearing a tie, so it was a little more. Yeah, mine did, you. but other people's came off. That was oh. the big thing. It was like, yes, everybody started taking their shirts off, and I was I was so proud. Um, yes. I've never been more proud to be standing suspenders? in a bar full of shirtless men. Yeah. <laughs> the guy with the suspenders and his shirt yeah. off. That was that was. Yeah, that amazing. dude was all about it. Um, yeah, yeah, it was, it was pretty awesome. hilarious. Um, yeah, uh, shout out to Guarbar and Alyssa. Like, I love love stopping in there. Um, definitely one of my old time home away from homes and uh, always good to catch up with Ryan and talk about things jets and not jets and jets and Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest but let me play devil's advocate here let's see so no that's a good thing Uh, (laughs) that's definitely not a problem Uh, Reese's you did it you stumped this charming devil Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Play like a jet. Play like a jet. Yeah, yeah. so we talked about the line a lot, Travis. Um, the line, I mean, was decimated. Elijah Vera Tucker is going to be out for the remainder of the year. It is an Achilles injury. Um, and any optimism around him walking off the field and any optimism around the coaching staff uh, while we appreciate optimism uh, was, was unfounded in this case. So now the Jets have two wins and two uh, season ending Achilles injuries, seemingly. Um, Obviously we hope that Elijah Vera Tucker recovers quickly, but this is a big concern for the Jets. Uh, Certainly the offensive line plays much better when Elijah, Javier Tucker is in the lineup, and he seemed to be finding a home on the right side of the line there. So uh, it's going to be hard to figure out what the Jets are going to do at this point. Um, if they are not sure what to do, they, you know, they Max Mitchell played some uh, in the game against the Broncos. It could be that someone like Billy Turner, if he's able to play swing duty, uh, he might go to the right side. Also, once Dwayne uh, Brown gets 
kind of healthy again, he might be someone who who the Jets plug in there. There's not a lot of answers from outside the building. The Jets are going to have to look from within and uh, and figure things out. I mean, obviously, the team was still able to move the ball against the Broncos without AVT in the game. So there is some hope that this is not detrimental to them in a degree where they just are going to be unable to run the ball from this point forward. Um, Brees Hall seems to be hitting his stride literally. And uh, when you pair that up with, if they can work on one side of the line or, um, you know, add extra tight ends into the blocking scheme, there might be ways to mitigate this, but there's just no getting around the jets losing probably their best lineman um, by a, by a wide margin. This is going to have an impact for them. The remainder of the season. Um, It means quick throws from the quarterback, it means uh, working, working around, kind of pitching around that that uh, that hole that Elijah Veritecker is gonna gonna leave in this group. This is uh, not a good not a good situation for the Jets. Obviously, not good news for the Jets. Not good news for AVT. But hopefully, they'll find a way to to work around it. Makai Becton went out of the game, but ended up coming back in the game. Probably cramps or something like that. I saw him getting massaged on the sideline and kind of you know whatever treated and liquids and stuff. What do you think about the line? Like it felt like we were just talking about it. The fact that they were just starting to come together. Um, where does this leave them or what do they do from this point? Travis. I mean, there's not a lot of, there's not a lot of, of, I won't even say great depth. There's not a lot of even mildly mediocre depth behind uh, these guys. I mean, Max Mitchell, I like Max Mitchell. Um, I think he's going to get his, you know, I thought, I thought he played well in the second half filling in for ABT. Um, he generally does. He had a pretty iffy start to the year, but uh, I, I like him in the scheme. Um, I like him more in the scheme that we had last year. A um, little more of the Shanahan side thing. He's really built for that. But uh, Schweitzer sucks. He's he's essentially a fucking piece of toilet paper. You can run through him. You can shit on him. Whatever. Wipe your ass. <laughs> best thing you can do. Uh, Billy Turner. Like I, oh I don't even know, man. Um, most apt. He's the most aptly named offensive lineman ever. Yeah, Turnstile right. Turner. Um, fucking terrible. Um, yeah, the depth is not not great. Um, but. Run blocking, I thought was was really really good, uh, especially with motion, and I think that's how we 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 fix this. Is is uh, you know Josh brought it up there in the beginning, uh, motion 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 play action. Like we we need to just keep on that, and I think that's the 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 best case scenario till ABT's back. But I mean, I think it's just the best case scenario for this offense to be successful. Period. Uh, apparently, Robert Sala said. Tipman is fine and could have come back in. So, so the hope there is, yeah, that that was a, that it's a one game situation. Robert Sala uh, is not, is known for being slightly optimistic. I saw We're expecting tweet, him to play. Yeah. Best tweet of the week Next was year. like, yeah, was like JFK. Uh, JFK could, could play after the grassy knoll like incident or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Someone tweeted something like that. Let's go like, geez. That's rough. We're hopeful. Uh, We're hopeful. Yeah. But yeah, hopeful, hopeful that JFK will be able to go this Sunday. Um, so, so anyway, so the, I, it, it is at least hopeful that if Tipman's there, that certainly stabilizes some parts of the, of the offensive line. But yeah, I, I mean, Josh, anything specifically about the offensive line or related, you know, I don't know. Yeah. Run the game or... 
Yeah, the only analogy I can kind of think of is um, like a a well-known tactic in, you know, another sport. But if you look at NBA teams that either have a talent deficiency or, you know, injuries to key players, one of the things that coaches will then preach is a lot of ball movement. And so um, if if we can kind of just look, look to exploit um, a defense with extra passes, you know, those, those, the cumulative effect of that extra motion and extra passes normally then finds the offense a pretty decent shot. And so similarly in football, I'm, I'm, you know, motion pre-snap, um, a lot of not, I'm not saying trick plays, but stuff that, um, is, is getting the ball to the guys in space a little quicker, um, and using that offensive line with a lot of different motion is probably going to be our best bet. Obviously, we're going to start to be undermanned even more up there. Um, and so you're going to need to figure out ways to get the ball in space um, or create some of that disparity rather than just our guys right up against your guys. And so everything would point to statistically that motion is the best way we could be doing that. Um, and so I am hopeful that we're going to see more of that over the next couple of weeks and months. I like Josh's creativity there, and, and I want to expound on that. If, if we're going into other sports, I feel we can go into other realms of animals, and vultures generally will puke when they feel attacked. And if we can just get the <laughs> offensive line to puke more. Keep the defensive cheesecake line. Cheesecake factory. Yeah. Yes, yes, exactly. Yeah. That's what I was going cheesecake. for, the cheesecake factory. I mean, you can get him have, to the cheesecake factory. Get him to the cheesecake factory or get him some, you know, like, do you want – do you want tacos with your lasagna, uh, you know, pregame that, and then a cheesecake? Sure. Sounds good. That's, Everything I like there's that. slightly greasy. And I feel like all of all, all 85 of the servers are running a low grade fever. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's getting hepatitis. <laughs> That's the fun. That's the fun of it all. Um, uh, it's like, um, yeah. So, Let's talk about Zach Wilson. Um, not a great day for Zach Wilson in terms of just, um, you know, overall statistics. If you're, if you got him, if you started him on your fantasy team, right? Like from that reductive standpoint, not a great day. Um, if anyone but- started Zach on their, their fantasy team, they were already <laughs> not having a great day. I'm sorry. I want, I really want to fucking meet this person. Yeah, that'd be, I'm just, I'm just Guys, trying to, what do you go, what are you going into the week yeah. with? Well, I got, you yeah. know, I'm slotting Zach in at QB one. He's like, do you guys think Will Levis is going to get some snaps or do I go with Zach? <laughs> yeah, do I- <laughs> uh, so, um, so just, yeah, it was not a great day from a fantasy production for Zach, but I, I would say like, he didn't have a bad game overall. I mean, he was, you know, had a pretty high completion percentage. Yeah. The one pick that, you know, certainly you can't, you can't have that. Um, but largely Conklin was beautiful. Yeah, exactly. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That throw to Conklin was, a, was amazing. I mean, Conklin was wide open and he, you know, dimed him, you know, right where he needed it so that Conklin could turn and run and get up enough of the head of steam you know, that it took four defenders to, you know, to bring him down. And then it became the concern of like, oh gosh, they're holding him up and they're going to punch the ball out. Um, but, but that didn't happen. Uh, but yeah, like that was a great throw. Um, the one to Garrett Wilson was, it was spotted well. It was just a weird throw. Um, in that, like, you know, where he kind of slid on the ground, uh, kind of you know, in the defensive backfield. And then, you know, he didn't have a lot of room at, at that point to, to turn and go. 
Um, but that was that was a great throw. There, there were a number of good throws from him, largely good stuff all day. There were a couple, you know, ball placement, putting stuff way out of the end zone. Um, but, you know, like I'd rather I'd rather him, you know, throw a ball to an uncatchable place than, a you know, try and force something. And so we're seeing more of that. Right. We're seeing the climbing in the pocket stuff that he needs to be doing that he should have been doing. Um so, uh, like, yeah, again, from a fantasy football perspective, not a great day for Zach Wilson. But from a just football perspective, I, I thought he looked solid, you know. And so you stack that against, you know, last week. And, you know, if you, if you, the first halves were not the greatest from Zach in both of those games, but, you know, certainly kind of those, the safety, you know, the, having the safety and then things starting to kind of click, um, you know, largely good. I mean, they scored in the first in the first quarter, right? I think that was the first time they scored in the first quarter all year. Um, so, so yeah. I mean, if you look at them on a yards per play perspective, they're not that much higher than they were last year. Um, you know, for the for the for the whole year last year. But uh, you, ha- if you're if you're just trying to like you know the eyeball test or whatever, you look at this offense with Zach Wilson and you say. This is better. This is definitely better than last year. This it looks better to me. It's um, yeah, it's certainly dicey at times, but but uh, they're, they're getting better results. Do you, do you guys feel the same? What do you think, Josh? Uh, I think I think it is a better offense. Um, I think last year the hope was that he was still going to be turning into gunslinger mode, and right now he's in. It's like in setup mode. Like you know, you go to the you go to the store and it's in display mode. Like that's what I feel like we've turned mm-hmm. Zach to which is the best version of him in my opinion. And so it does feel like with, you know, a smaller canvas to paint on that he's being asked to do less game winning things and more game management things. And I know that 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 phrase gets thrown around and it's a little bit pejorative and I really don't mean it to be that way. Um, But he's, he's not ready yet to be full hundred percent, do whatever you want, kind of just sling it around like Aaron Rodgers or whoever Um, he's being asked to, to kind of, keep the reins on until you've earned the trust and reps um, to be able to, you know, to, to let him cook a little bit more. So I do feel like the offense is better when we are a running first offense and Zach Wilson, either off of play action um, or some of those quick two-step drop, get a quick slant four six yard um, completions than he is every single play um, bailing out of a decent pocket roaming back 20 yards to the sideline and slinging it up. Um, and so I do feel like it's a better offense. I do feel like the hope was that maybe he was ready earlier. And that's why I think we struggled in that Patriots game. That's why I think we struggled um, in the Dallas game, because I don't think we had our true identity yet. I do feel like now I'm more confident in this offense with the direction we're headed in um, than I was a year ago. I think we are in a better place. Um I think I think Zach is in, as Josh alluded to, in, in a more comfortable position with what he's doing and what he is. Uh, the read reacts within the system. Like I, I think there's a lot of things that have made it easier for him to play his style of ball, but do it in a much more uh, protected way. If that makes sense. Um, that and and I will I will say I, I really. Sometimes I'm critical of Hackett. Sometimes I, I like Hackett. Um, I am critical of him every now and again. But, you know, I really do think that, you know, the guy knows how to scheme and 
an offense and he knows how to scheme players that are on the team into that offense. And, and that's, that's a huge step up from LaFleur. Um, you know, I, I think that, I don't think LaFleur understood how to get everybody involved in a way that would be helpful to Zach. And, and I'm not, I'm not piling on him. I love this, but, uh, but also to be helped, like to have them in their natural, you know, showcase their natural abilities. I feel like with having Lazard here, with having uh, Cobb, with having, you know, people that have experience in the system, but also having really great playmakers that aren't super selfish. People like Garrett Wilson, you know, Garrett Wilson's not seeing the share, like as many balls as, as mm-hmm. he would like. I know not getting as many as, as we would like either. But I mean, the dudes out there, he's contributing, like he's happy after the games, like he's there, he's engaged, he's he's helping Zach through stuff. You know, I, I feel like we're just in a better place with the the the, the locker room, um, coaching issues aside, but uh, and and scheme. I, th- I think that's one of the biggest things is I, I think Nathaniel Hackett has brought a scheme that yeah. Zach can understand and he is starting to tailor that scheme to what Zach's abilities are and how the other players can make him better as opposed to trying to to force Zach to make the players better if that makes sense it does it does um yeah I, I like I definitely wanted to talk about Hackett um Josh thoughts on how he <laughs> how he approaches the gold zone uh like the Ooh. gold zone stuff yesterday I mean I can't tell you how many times Matt Ryan on the broadcast was like, oh boy, like here we come. Love to see some play action here. Love to see some play action here. Like see some action. Like it, and it just never happened. And then it was just like run, run, pass, run, run, pass, run, run, yeah. pass. And then, you know, those run runs, you know, mm-hmm. sometimes there's a false start or sometimes there's a, you know, the, the, the group got stuff behind the line of scrimmage. So you go from third, you know, whatever, um, Goal to go from the seven yard line. Gold and then it's to go, go, gold, yeah, to gold, gold, yeah. gold to go. Thank you. Uh, from the 12 or the 14 or whatever. Right. right. right? And so it's like, like, and, and you know, and Ryan, Ryan kept saying, you know, these are like the play, these are the places on the field where you don't have plays to get what you need. Like you don't have mm-hmm. a 14 yard play to get you into the end zone because you, you know, you're trying to go for 30 or you're trying to, you know, go for eight and then, you know, yards after catch or whatever. So like, I don't know. What, what were your thoughts about the way they were scheming in the gold zone? Yeah. It just, it gets so mundane. I don't know if like we hit the 19 yard line and like, like the chapters of a, I don't know why we keep talking about it. A cheesecake factory Mm. menu. uh, Ah. We, (laughs) We just get to the bland page and it's like, we'll rip that page out. Nobody wants anything on this page. They don't seem to be working. Um, all this creativity we see kind of, you know, from, from the middle of the field on. And then we get so rudimentary. Um, and all of the creativity that you actually need is, is in that gold zone. Like you actually, that's the place. Where, you, where to like have some fun and do some trickeration because you're going to catch guys on the defense that are terrified and don't know what read that they should be, they should be locking in on. Um, you know, I feel like most, most teams across the league, I was watching a lot of the Niner game last night, George Kittle finding a lot of openness in a run heavy offense in that, in the, in the end zone is, is evidenced by 
play calling. And so eight, nine, you know, play drives where six or seven of them are runs. And then all of a sudden we want to run the ball in first and second down again. And it's like, well, I get that, the, that good things happen when we run the ball, but like, we're just getting really mundane things in that zone. It feels like they turn the page into the playbook to the, to the, um, to the red zone. And all of a sudden, like there is just no creativity left. So I'm not sure what's happening there. Hopefully it is going to be something that they're looking at and making some adjustments on. I can get uh, sliders anywhere. I want some damn shrimp shooters. I want some extreme <laughs> fajitas. I want some fucking barbecue, bulgogi, taco, yeah. burrito, blasters. Brisket blasters, baby. Brisket blasters are coming back. I want some faux pastry. Like, this is bullshit. I don't want any fucking beef sliders. You're right. Uh, I, I thought that was mundane as shit. Like, I, I, was, I was getting very, very pissed at the red zone stuff. Travis, Travis, I have a question for you. How many, at a, typically in service, in a dinner service, how many different items are you serving in your in your menu? In a, in a fine dining establishment like yours, Hickory, how many different items could one theoretically order? Where we're not going off menu, we're not asking you to do lots of crazy stuff. How many items? How many items? So we have our tasting menu, uh, which would be uh, a eight course and that's its own little thing and you have to book that ahead of time we don't just have that mm-hmm. shit on hand appetizers or small plates we have six to eight and that includes salads mm-hmm. entrees we have generally six um shareables we have two and desserts we always have three plus an ice cream so uh yeah like our menu is very small um diverse but so, very so like small. 20-ish 20-ish items something like yeah, that. yeah maximum correct if i was to tell you that when you go to the cheesecake factory's website and you try and just look at all the categories there's more than 20 categories like oh yeah like side dishes is a category so god knows how many side dishes there are but like there's there's like there's probably 30 categories just the honk just... honk b- bordello bro bash brisket I, God, dude, I don't know man it's like cheesecake factory is like the more socially acceptable guy fieri flavor town in my opinion yeah yeah trash uh, yeah, can yeah. nachos and yeah just just beef slat beef splatters in your pants mm. less less chris stapleton played in the uh, in a uh, cheesecake factory i really feel less. like they should give you a, a freaking diaper when you walk in there just in case of <laughs> anal leakage like <laughs> I guarantee you there's a Lestra all over the place. Nothing but trans fats. <laughs> so anyway, uh, they, they do, they do a mean, um, yeah, I don't know. I feel like I got like a peach flavored, uh, cocktail there once 20 years ago. And it was pretty damn good. Um, wreck me wreck like i was like this is good let me have three of these and they just like destroyed me uh, i remember getting that's, like a that's... southwest egg roll platter with like 18 other appetizers on there that i didn't want like uh so yeah so there's pages like the uh like the uh when i look at the all all the categories of the cheesecake factory like like the flatbread pizza section we, we don't need that we, we don't need that well see um, also i feel like the skinny delicious so, small plates and appetizers we, we don't no need one that. is we, going we there that. for that how about lamb burgers are people going for the glam burgers like rip out rip out the uh the non Play action or non-motion parts of the playbook, uh, Nathaniel. Please, that, that's your that's your glam burger section. 
See, that's the thing. I think MLF playbook was like the, the, the cheesecake factory. Just freaking like bring rain it in, baby. Then right. here's the deal. So, it up so Trav just walked us through the entire menu and the numbers of things. If I count this up, I believe you I think you said around it was around twenty five individual items somewhere in that ballpark. Yeah. 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 I count twenty three categories on the cheesecake factory <laughs> menu. <laughs> nuts it's absolutely nuts uh oh skinny licious salads mm, yum, yum yeah yum. you know how I you get that skinny? you there have 20, amoebic dysentery there are, afterwards there are 20, 28 categories i knew of it items yeah, i knew there were more the cheesecake i knew factory. there were more i was like I don't there, know. there's more categories at the cheesecake factory than items on travis's menu <laughs> that's what i'm saying Sweet that's what i'm geez. saying uh oh man but we'll get two guys Spinning clockwise while four guys spin counterclockwise in this office. <laughs> oh, God. Um, uh, but, I mean, hey, you know what they did rip out of the playbook? All the zone blocking scheme stuff. All that. Yeah, it's all, so, it's yep, all gone. It's gone. gone. Yep. That is gone. I hope, you, I hope you enjoy working somewhere else next year, Keith Carter, because goodbye. Goodbye. Yeah. Uh, see ya. All right. Um, we're almost done here. Before we go, uh, <laughs> the Jets get the Eagles next week. Uh, no, no big deal. No big deal. Like, just the Eagles. Like, here's the deal, though. Like, they beat the Bills without Aaron Rodgers. They almost, almost beat the Chiefs. Um, they uh, had an ugly, ugly win against Denver. I'm not saying that they're going to go out there and beat the Eagles. The Eagles are a great team. But, like, their defense – can be uh, handled. Like, yeah, they got a good defense, but it's not as it once was. Um, this is this is a this is a defense you can attack. Um, and Jalen Hurts is amazing. They've got amazing skill players. Um, they can hurt the Jets in the ways in which they like seem to be hurt. You know, DeAndre Swift or Kenny Gainwell. Like those those guys could really do a number. Dallas Goddard could really do a number on on the Jets. But like. AJ Brown is someone that the Jets could could you know, and Devonta uh, Smith. The, those guys are are guys the Jets defensive backs can take. Like, any thoughts on going into this Eagles game? Or it's too early. We got to see what happens with Tipman and ABT and those guys. Any thoughts, Please. Josh? I the if if we keep this game within one score, one way or another, you know, a, a 23-20 game. 26-23, you know, 27-21, something like that. If we keep it within a one-score game, here's how it's going to go. Brees Hall is going to have to be 25 to 28 carries. We're going to have to see a pretty overwhelming um, performance from him and the offensive line. Um, and you're going to need the Eagles to do seemingly what the Chiefs and the Bills did, which was kind of look past the Jets just a little bit. Um, you know, the Chiefs, um, struggled against this defense. And I don't think that was entirely looking forward um, or looking past them. But to your point, our defense can keep the best of offenses in check. Um, the question is, can we score some points on that Eagles defense, which is very, very good. And so um, can we control the first quarter? Can we not go down 17 points in the first quarter? Um, if we don't do that, um, then I do think we have a shot at the end. Um, blow all this out if it's 41 to three and I was completely wrong, but I do think that we could be in this game one way or another with a whole bunch of running and a whole bunch of clock management. Um, you know, we're going to have to be in the positive side of, of time of possession 
limiting turnovers, um, and running the H-E double hockey sticks out of the ball. Mm. Travis, thoughts about this Eagles game? Son of a bitch, I'm in. I'm starting Zach Wilson at quarterback <laughs> for my fantasy team this week. <laughs> Guys, I, here's the deal. I don't think they need to do a lot of tricks against this Eagles team. They need to do illusions. <laughs> illusions, Dad. You don't have time for my illusions. <laughs> I'm not biting. Uh, I've already screwed up this quote twice on this podcast. Yeah. There's something a whore does. Or it's candy. candy. Yes, or every candy. time you say the candy part, I'm just like, uh, uh, that did not age well. That did not age well. Oh. Or candy. Uh, <laughs> this voice is so good. Um, look at Banner, Michael. Okay, guys, look at podcast. Look at podcast, Michael. Guys, this is the podcast. Thank you so much for taking your time. Listeners, thank you for listening to this. Make sure to rate, like, and review. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We will see you next week after the Eagles game. Bye-bye. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.